unscripted. Each episode is available to view on YouTube, so be sure to check us out. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. D. I won't do drugs. A. Won't have an attitude. R. I will respect myself. E. I will educate me. I'm gonna beat the odds. I won't do drugs. I won't give in. I'm gonna call the shots in my life. And I'm gonna win. Don't push me. Don't press me. Don't call me friend when all you wanna do is drag me down. It's time for this to end. Like, all the people who are, like, the best singers who sang that, all did drugs in high school. Like, when I got to high school, they were like... Really? I'm sad. That's irony. Anyway, so, what are your favorite parts of Mormonism? (laughs) (laughs) So, today, we're going to talk about each of our individual favorite parts of the gospel. I think it's kind of a hard topic because, like, I love, like... Yeah, Mm -hmm. so mine... I I think you're going to love a lot of the gospel. The thing I pick isn't my favorite. It's just a cool thing we haven't really talked about. So it's their two favorites and a Kwaku fun fact. So who wants to start? Rock, paper, scissors. Ladies first, right? Okay. Okay. So (laughs) one of my favorite things about the Mormon church is that we believe that our families can be together forever. And I remember when I was a kid, I was like, why is that good? Like, why do people want that? Because my family didn't always get along. Right. But now that I'm married, I have learned that it's such a beautiful, wonderful thing. And I heard a story once where it might have been like an apostle or someone who shared this, but they went to a wedding or they heard about a wedding between a couple who were so in love and just so happy. And when the guy who was marrying them said that he was going to marry them until death do they part, they were like, no, like we want further than that. Like we don't, that's sad. Like we don't want to just not be married when we're dead. And then the guy who was marrying them was like, well, sorry, I don't have the authority to like marry you forever or whatever. Like it was some made up thing. Anyway, they ended up like getting sealed in the church, but I'm just so grateful that we know that is a real thing and that we believe that what is bound on earth will be bound in heaven and loosed on earth, loose in heaven. That's the sad part, kind of. But right. you know what I mean? Right. Can but, I add on to that? Yeah, uh, please do. Well, I think it's so important that we recognize that you actually do have to be sealed to have an eternal marriage because um, a lot of people, th- what they, they think till death through the part just means like until they part at death and they're reunited in the next side. Mm-hmm. Um, but then... People also uh, find in, in, in the New Testament where Jesus says there'll be no marriages given in the resurrection. Now, of course, we believe that. We get it done before the resurrection and right. on behalf of those. Right. But You won't be reunited. Yeah, but it's like yeah. a divided. They don't, people don't actually know because half the people think, oh, I will be married forever. The other half go, no, you can't have eternal marriages. They don't understand. They don't really know because they don't have that revelation of the restored right. gospel that you must be sealed. So the only way to have your marriage last for eternity is to be sealed. With the authority. It's true. Yeah. With the mm-hmm. proper priesthood right. authority. So true. And I just love that. I love that in the Mormon church we're so focused on families because in a world where families, like the coolness factor of having a family and like kids and being married is like going down so much. Like I know so many people who are like, oh, I just don't want to have kids or like, uh, we're just not going to get married. We're just going to be like dating. The population just... of Denmark is declining because nobody has kids. Yeah, it's really sad. <laughs> Look at that. Fact he came like, armed with. <laughs> Let me tell you about that. I'm just saying it's a very it's a true thing. Yeah, 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 it's so true. So anyway, that's the that's the thing with eternal families is that we are in family units and it's just such a beautiful thing. So those are some of my favorite things about the church. 
It's a really good thing. Sophia. <laughs> <laughs> Top that, Justin. Okay, well, you see, no, actually, um, so in growing up in a family, in the church, um, and my family was like very just, you know, I, I, not cookie cutter Mormon, but there's seven kids, you know, my dad has a full-time job, my mom's a full-time mom, and so I just grew up in what I thought was the, like, this is what Mormon life is like. Mm-hmm. And and then I start as I grew up, I started to realize that I wanted to be more involved in film and music, and that I probably wasn't going to have the eight-to-five job, yeah. and then who knows when I'm going to get married, you know, and then my sisters, I had a sister who didn't get married until she was 32, mm-hmm. and it was like, well, that's different, because my parents got married young, and I was like wow, like there's all these different lifestyles. Are we all righteous Mormons, you know? And and that was something. And so that's what I loved about the gospel growing up and what I wanted to mention. My favorite principle is that there's a lot of ways to be a righteous person, you know? There's not a cookie cutter, you know? There's not a mold. And so everyone kind of jokes about how Mormons are all the same, you know? Mm-hmm. And how, like, you look at the Mormon missionaries and they're just like these white people from Utah and it's just like this joke that you can recognize a Mormon. And yes, you can because of the light of Christ. You know, you, you see happy and the great clips healthy haircut. people. Yeah, oh, great, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I probably need one or something. I don't know, but it's like so. Yeah, like obviously there are going to be things in common because if you're living the gospel, you're going to be happy and successful. But you don't have to be this specific lifestyle yeah. to also be living the gospel. And so that's something I've really enjoyed. And I've met people who their whole life is devoted to traveling, and they're still righteous, successful members of the church. Or the people who are single, who are like who make cartoons, you know, and they're still yeah. success. You know, there's just all these different ways to love the gospel, but you, Heavenly Father still loves you and you can still receive all the blessings he has for you. That's awesome. And so that was something that I struggled with growing up, thinking that I had to fit this mold mm-hmm. to be happy and successful in the church. But that's not true. You can be unique. Well, that was really good. Yeah, thanks. Uh, my thing is completely different than both of yours and going to seem really out of place. So, uh... <laughs> I learned something recently. Okay. Um, I was looking at some cool parts of church history. And you know how we have the internet now? So now everything about, like, everything in the world is coming out. We can read about everything. I have everything, heard of the internet, right? yeah. Yeah, it's this new thing Al Gore made. Um, and so uh, with the what I learned, though, are some really cool things about church history mm-hmm. that I don't think a lot of people would have otherwise known without this giant burst of information mm-hmm. coming. Sure. And my testimony of the gospel has increased so much. So. Right. For one, a lot of people know now the way Joseph Smith translated the Book of Mormon was with seer stones. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm not going to pretend like I know how that works. Sure. I have no idea. I have zero idea. But what he would do is he would take a hat, and, uh, and the hat had no significance. It was just to block out the light. You know, kind of like when you're texting and it's like bright outside, you do this, you know? Yeah, yeah, He's doing the same yeah, thing. Yeah. Um, and he would, he would translate. He would, he would see the words or the images. I don't know. But he would dictate it to Oliver Cowdery, and Oliver Cowdery would write it down. And that's how the Book of Mormon was translated. Now, I didn't realize how biblical and cool that was until you look into the Old Testament. And you see the Jewish high priest. And you can find this in Exodus. You can find this in Deuteronomy, in mm-hmm. Numbers, in Ezra, and First Samuel. There's always um, a high priest. There's always a high priest. Right. And they quite literally had the Urim and Thummim, or Urim and Thummim, however you want to pronounce it. And by the way, Urim Thummim. <laughs> Google Urim Thummim. That sounds, really sounds like a doctor. Urim Thummim. Uh, I do not rhyme the mime, Sam the I man. I do not like <laughs> Kwaku the Meku. I'm just kidding. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. He's a, he's a musician. He knows how to, he's a poet. Uh, so right now, I want you to pause this video. And I want you to open a new tab, and I want you to Google Urim and Thummim. And the first thing you see is not anything LDS. It's Jewish. You see rocks with Hebrew written on them. 
because the priests of the Old Testament would literally have these rocks as as an oracle, if you will, and they would get revelation. God would would use those rocks for revelation. Um, and so they would look into them. They'd put one in their breast pocket. They'd have like a like a plate with uh, twelve right. of them representing the twelve tribes. Essentially, they could do amazing things with the Urim and Thummim that were just rocks. So the fact that Joseph Smith translated the Book of Mormon this way is not just just he's you know some crazy right. you know guy doing witchcraft. He was doing what the priests of the Old Testament did. The thing is, almost nobody knows this. Like, a lot of LDS people don't know this. Most Christians don't know right. about the Urim and Thummim in the Old Testament. So, fun fact, the seer stone Joseph Smith used was the same seer stone that the brother of Jared used. Um, the one he brought out of the woods. Sure. Um, we do. You want to know how we know that? I got wow. receipts right here, girl. Well, All right. Because well, one of them he found on his own. Yes. Right. Yeah, but then the other one he came got. with it. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, the one. Okay. Doctrine and Covenants seventeen one. I won't. I won't quote the whole thing as long. But I want to end with Oliver Cowdery's quote about the translation. He says, "These were days never to be forgotten." To sit under the sound of a voice dictated by the inspiration of heaven awakened the utmost gratitude of this bosom. Day after day, I continued uninterrupted to write from his mouth as he translated with the Urim and Thummim, or as the Nephites would have said, interpreters, the history or record called the Book of Mormon. How amazing. The miracles of the old are still here today, and they've been restored. And so even the small, strange things, the weak things God makes strong— People and literally objects. I just think that's really cool. That's really cool. I love that. Yeah. Thanks for sharing that. Each one of these topics are like, there's a lot to them. Yes. And we've done episodes about all of these things, but we just kind of want to share like, these are kind of our favorite things mm-hmm. that we're thinking yeah. about right now, these cool parts of the gospel. But please explore all the other episodes. Like, go into yes. depth, yeah. you know? Except the first one. Don't watch the first one. Now they're just we, make a, no, we make a <laughs> fool of ourselves. We could be wearing two post it notes and a sugar packet. I don't care. I don't know how that one has 90,000 views. It's, oh it's quick, it's simple. If you don't like me at, at my first <laughs> like episode, that. then you don't deserve you don't me like at my 100th episode. Oh, what are you, like a teenage girl <laughs> tweeting? <laughs> anyway, be sure to subscribe to our channel. You can hit the notification bell so you can receive notifications every single time we upload. We're also on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, so you can give us a follow there. Those are good glasses on you. Thank you. Hey, you look like Anyways, a Anyways, also, I was going to tell you guys, comment below with your your favorite Mormon doctrine or your favorite thing about the church and we will take it. My favorite thing about the church was that Joe Smith was a con man sent exile, by the devil. Exile. By the way, escape, escape, Mormon escape, women are not escape. as pretty as Catholic women. Why don't you work? <laughs> Thanks for listening. If you want to watch our videos, check us out on YouTube or shoot us a message on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter.